I'm Ashley. And I'm Lacey. And this is United States of Murder's very own Wacky Wednesday. <laughs> That's Stompin' Sam. I have a baby strapped to me, and we both have horse voices. We do. It's going to be a good show. We do have both, both of us. I have two. Okay. I have a fun one and then a not-so-fun one. So which one should I leave with? Maybe the not-so-fun and we can end on a good note because mine's not fun. Yours isn't silly mm-hmm. either. Nope. Okay. Ooh. Well, welcome back. We have two of us here today. Yes, we it's do. Lacey's back. I'm back. J- we got Jason on the back burner just yeah. in case. Yeah. I'm glad you guys <laughs> liked him. He did a good job. So have you heard of the sarcopod? No. Is that a caterpillar? No. It is also known as Pegasus and has been referred to as a suicide pod. It's a euthanasia device or machine that consists of a 3D printed detachable capsule mounted on a small stand that contains a canister of liquid nitrogen to die by suicide through inert gas asphyxiation. Oh, wait, where is this? Well, they're doing it in other countries. Not so not in no, the US. Not in the US. Okay. So sarco is short for sarcophagus and it's used in conjunction with an inert gas, which is nitrogen, that decreases oxygen levels rapidly, which prevents panic, mm. sense of suffocation, and struggling before unconsciousness, known as the hypercapnic alarm response caused by the presence of high carbon dioxide concentrations in your blood. So the Sarco was invented by euthanasia campaigner Philip Nietzsche in 2017. He said in 2021 that he sought to receive legal advice about the device's legality in Switzerland. Mm. The Sarco is an expansion of the hypoxic death provided by a suicide bag. Many people will not consider euthanasia by suicide bag for aesthetic reasons or that they may feel claustrophobic inside the bag. Yeah, I wouldn't. Mm. No, I don't. I don't think I would want to do that either. The Sarco was developed to address that so you wouldn't feel claustrophobic. All of this whole, this all sounds very terrifying to me. Yeah. Even the pod. Yeah. So access to the Sarco will be controlled by an online test to gauge your mental fitness. If applicants pass, they receive an access code to a Sarco device that works for 24 hours. Hmm. Which also seems terrifying to me that you have to prove. I mean, I guess it's good that you have to prove that you're mentally stable to commit suicide by euthanasia like someone else determines that you have your bearings about you that it's not just a oh my god my boyfriend broke up with me yeah. i want to kill myself versus like medically right, related versus it's someone who has a you know terminal illness or something that's that they're choosing to go on their own terms instead of dragging it out so to speak i know that i'm not trying to sound heartless so users of the Sarco can choose an either dark or transparent view from the capsule. Transparent view can be choose can be chosen if they wish to transport the machine to a particular location to see a certain 
mountain or river or be amongst the flowers or under the starry sky. Can you imagine if you're just like hiking along and you see a pod? Oh my God, I would probably try to get them out. I mean, well, first you wouldn't know what it was. I mean, now you would. Do they have like someone there monitoring it or something? I haven't. So the inventor feels that where you die is an important factor, which all of this sounds like a sci-fi movie. It does. So the capsule of Sarko provides a rapid decrease in in oxygen levels while maintaining a low level of carbon dioxide. On activation, four liters of liquid nitrogen cause the oxygen level to drop silently to less than 5% in less than a minute. According to Nietzsche, the occupant presses a button and the capsule is filled with nitrogen. They feel a little bit dizzy, but then rapidly lose consciousness and then eventually die. So, in other words, you're not freaking out? No. Like, it calms you? You go to sleep. Like, you feel very sleepy and you pass out and then you die it's kind of like when you're given meds to before surgery in a way right you kind of start feeling fuzzy and and just close your eyes and go to sleep except you're not waking up right well that sounds like a peaceful way to go yeah it sounds better than being bedridden and someone putting a bunch of pills in your right coffee and then you have to drink the whole thing so the sarco is a 3d printed so, Sarco is 3D printed in sections measuring 1,000 by 500 by 500 meters. The design software allows for device of different sizes to be, na- to be made according to the client's dimension. So, they measure you mm-hmm. and build it after your body size. Nietzsche said that the design is intended to resemble that of a spaceship okay. in order to give users the feeling that they are traveling to the great beyond. Thaddeus Pope, bioethicist at Mitchell Hamlin School of Law, said the debate over Sarko may result in a new way of approaching end-of-life options by legislators saying that might be bigger or more important than the actual Sarko itself, and that Nietzsche was illustrating the limitations of the medical model and forcing us to think. Critics have described the device as a glorified gas chamber. And others have raised concern that it is glamorizing suicide and could lead to suicide contagions. But they have to get medically cleared. cleared, So wouldn't that prevent it? I don't know. This is a very sensitive subject for a lot of people. Right. I feel like people are pretty divided on euthanasia and suicide, period. Right. I'm all for, like, your body, your choice. Mm -hmm. We talked a little bit about this earlier. In every aspect, and if it's if it's something like a terminal illness, or if it's something like a terminal illness, or whatever, I'm all for it. I'm certainly not condoning suicide. So I do feel like you can mentally suffer. So where does that come in? Like I don't know, because I feel like you know what I mean. There's kind of a fine line on suffering. Well, sure, like you. I mean, I also look at it if you're 95, your spouse is dead, you have no children, you have no one left, mm-hmm. and you're just done, and you're just tired, yeah. and you're like, I'm ready to go. But again, that's just, you're choosing to kill yourself. I, I don't know. It's such it's a slippery just, slope. It is a slippery slope. I don't know. I mean, at the end of the day, I feel like it's 
be able to make their own choices. Right. But I'm like, I don't know. It just see, it does seem like a slippery slope. But then again, you're like, we're not condoning suicide. No, Do not no, misconstrue no. that. If you're feeling yeah. some type of way, there are, I mean, you can talk to counselors, therapists, you can get mental health officials mm-hmm. to speak with you. There's medication. You can be anonymous and text 988 or call 988. We're not saying. No, I don't mean like. Not you had a bad day. Yeah. And you're just like, fuck it. Yeah. But mm. it's. I, I mean, wouldn't want to be involved in the laws behind this. No. Seems like a disaster. I also would not want to be a provider because that seems like a disaster. Well. You know what I mean? Because of all the family members having yeah. mixed feelings about it. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. It just seems messy. It seems it's it seems very messy, which is probably why they there's not a lot of places in the US that where euthanasia is legal. Right. So I Googled where the first place that legalized euthanasia is and it's the Netherlands. Yeah. I feel like other countries are more pro your choice where yeah. when in the US it's very much like no, you don't have the right to take your own life if you were terminally ill or, you know. Yeah. I don't know. But, I mean, this sounds like a not-so-terrible way to do it. Yeah. I mean, if you're going to make it medical euthanasia yeah. a thing, yeah, at least make it comfortable. Right. Right. Because I wouldn't want to have to make that choice in it to be pain and suffering. No, no. Or, or drawn out. At least it's, mm-hmm. this is fast. Yeah. Anyways, it's not, not so wacky, but. I wonder how long it takes for us to see those in Oregon. Oh, well. Is that the only state? I don't know. I'm going to have to Google that. So sorry, guys, that I sound like a frog. <laughs> Maybe next week I'll be 100%. Um, as of t- June of 21, Oregon, Washington, D.C., Hawaii, Washington State, Maine, Colorado, New Jersey, California, and Vermont. Holy crap. Way I more. had no idea. Way more than I... Yeah. You do not really hear about it. No. no well, Jeez. I mean... And oh. in Canada, 18 and older have... Uh, and have the decision-making capacity can choose. So, like, in California, it says End of Life Option Act allows adults diagnosed with terminal disease who meet a certain qualification... To request the aid in dying drugs from an attending physician. Mm-hmm. So, so of course, I mean, you have to qualify for it. Right. It can't just be, like I said, it's a shitty Tuesday and your boyfriend broke up right. with you. So you're like, that's it. I'm done. And it probably can't be made over a day. Right. Right. Ugh. Anyways. Yeah, mine's not really wacky in the traditional sense. And you've probably heard about this. We got a couple of messages to cover it. What? So we all know that the Kansas City Chiefs are going to the Super Bowl. And I have a very timely case about that. Well, not the Super Bowl. (gasps) Is this the guys that were found dead? Yes. I sent this to you. Yeah. A lot of people were talking about it. And there's not a whole lot that we know, but it's really creepy. So it's not really a case per se. And if y'all haven't heard about this, it's... Super weird. I didn't read any of it. I just sent it to you. So in a nutshell, on January 7th, a group of five friends who were also Kansas City Chiefs fans got together to watch the last game of a regular season. So just a group of guy friends watching the game. Well, 
three of those men did not leave alive. A couple of days passed, and the families of the men, Uh the three men, grew concerned. Days? Days. So, this was, they watched it on the 7th. Two days later, on the 9th, the fiancé of one of the men called the police after going to the house and making a terrible discovery. She found his body. So, 37-year-old David Harrington, 38-year-old Ricky Johnson, and 36-year-old Clayton McGinney were found dead outside of their friend's house in the yard in Kansas City, Northland. Well, two of the men were in the yard, and one was on the back porch. But they were all outside in the yard, you know what I mean? So this was during a cold spell. Okay. It's when it was, like, snowy and stuff here, so I can imagine Kansas City was way colder. So Kansas City had a high of 37 and a low of 29, with trace amounts of rain and snow on the 7th. Temperatures dropped to right around freezing just before sunrise on the 8th, and there was some snowfall. Is that cold enough for you to freeze to death? Were they naked and soaking wet? They were not naked, no. A lot of people have questions about how Jordan Willis, the resident of the home, did not know his friends were missing or dead. So Jordan has been cooperative with police, and he says he didn't leave his house on those two days. So then he... He would know that they were in his backyard. No, like he didn't leave. So he was only inside, like in his living room. Oh, he didn't go outside at all. Correct. He did not go outside at all. So like he assumed they left. Yeah. Okay. He assumed, well, I guess so. Yeah. That's what he's saying. He said on the night of the game, he fell asleep as they were leaving, the three guys. And he didn't know they'd even been in his backyard. His attorney said that Jordan is unaware of how his friends died and is anxiously waiting for the results of the autopsy and tox report. I would be too. Some of the family members think something other than alcohol has to be in their system. Like drugs? Yeah. I mean, I don't want to speculate, but that's how they feel. They're like, it couldn't just be alcohol. Right. They made three men go outside, get cold enough to where they would either fall asleep and then freeze to death and not wake up or something else happened. I still wouldn't think you could freeze to death just being out there because you know it's cold. So they've got sweatshirts, pants, socks, shoes. We don't know the results yet of the tox report or the cause of death. Mm-hmm. So maybe they didn't freeze to death. Maybe right. they did. Like I said, there were five guys, the three men that died, the owner of the house or the resident of the house and another friend. So one of the friends left the party early, before the other three guys. His name is Alex Weimer Lee. He said he left around midnight. The other four men were all still awake, and they were watching Jeopardy. The game was over. They were just hanging out. Okay. He said nothing was amiss. Nothing was weird. He just, he was ready to go home. He left. So there were no signs of foul play. No one's been arrested. No one's been charged. And police have stated multiple times that this is not being investigated as a homicide. They are confident there was no foul play. The toxicology is going to say what happened. And like I said, there's a lot of speculations, but there's no answers. And the cause of death will be determined by the medical examiner. Oh, Lord. So I'm actually going to Google real fast. How long does it take to 
freeze to death? I mean, I feel like it's it takes it, it probably depends on the temperature. Yeah. And how you're dressed. Where you are, how you're dressed. Yeah. A lot of things come into play. You can die in under an hour if conditions are bad mm-hmm. enough. That's probably worst case scenario. Well, yeah, the temperatures weren't even they were barely under freezing. It's not like it was zero. Oh my gosh. This says your body will freeze in external temperatures a little below the freezing temperature of water. So about 32 degrees Fahrenheit. That makes a little more sense. Yeah. But this says, however, you're most certainly going to die before that. Dying of the cold can happen whenever severe or profound hypothermia kicks in, which can happen before your body technically freezes. So very possible that is their cause of death. But that doesn't explain why they fell asleep. No. It's, it reminds me of Yellow Jackets when, um, never mind, I can't say that because it'll give it away. Who just goes outside and falls asleep? Nobody without well, someone under the maybe influence. could, but three people, three grown men. Yeah, no, there's there's something that's freaking wacky. You'll have to update us. Yeah, I'll be following this because it's just so weird. I don't know, mm. but anyway, what's your fun wacky? My final one. Did you see this? Where this 23 year old woman was arrested for having over 65 stolen Stanley drinking cups. No. Oh my gosh. So, yeah, the Stanley drinking cups craze has landed a 23 year old woman in hot water. (laughs) (laughs) I love a dad joke. After police say they found 65 allegedly stolen stainless steel cups valued at nearly $2,500 in her car. Where'd she freaking get them? So, allegedly, the crime took place on January 17th, California, 20 miles northeast of Sacramento, where a woman was stopped by authorities with Stanley merchandise overflowing from her vehicle's passenger <laughs> seat and trunk. Oh, my God. Yes. Yes. So, authorities reported to the theft at a retail store. The store staff allegedly saw the woman take a shopping cart full of Stanley cups without paying for them. She refused to stop for the staff and stuffed her car with the stolen merchandise. I cannot imagine. Oh, my. She nobody just, that works there didn't try to stop her. Well, they do tell you in certain stores not to try to stop someone because it could be dangerous. Well, they were probably like, y'all don't pay me enough over these that too. damn yeah. cups. Because I know someone that was... a did had that job at Walmart uh-huh. and they were like, yeah, cause it could be bad for us. Well, they could pull a gun on you. So an officer spotted the suspect's vehicle when it entered the highway and they stopped it, searched the car and inside they found a total of 65 Stanley products in various yeah. sizes and styles. It is crazy to me that these cups that you drink out of cost so much money. There are people literally starving with no food. Yeah. The unidentified suspect was arrested for grand theft. Police also shared a photo of the alleged stolen merchandise that was recovered from the vehicle with dozens of Stanley drinking containers all over the police hood and front bumper and piled on the trunk of the vehicle from the car that they had stopped. Stanley brand has been active since 1913. Stainless steel reusable water bottles have received viral attention on social media recently, and um, they come in limited edition styles and colors, and it's kind of got a cult-like following, which I think is ridiculous. It's really weird. It's so bizarre. So there was a really funny SNL skit this past week. Everyone needs to watch it, just YouTube SNL Stanley Cup skit. 
they just kept getting wackier and wackier with it. But it's it's a weird phenomenon that like who started this and stop following fads, people. Or how do, it's very. I've weird. never been that girl that like follows fads. It must be TikTok that's like making it. I, a, I can't just buy shit just to fit in. I've never been that girl. I think it's one of the most fucking annoying thing people do. I don't care if you're a 13 year old girl to have a cup that costs that much money. And I read somewhere where there were certain schools that were banning you from bringing them because people were being bullied because they didn't own a Stanley Cup. That is nuts. That's so weird. And I'm about to age shame myself, but when you were in high school, what was a fad? Or what was something that everybody had to have to be mm. cool when you were in school? For me, it was no fear. Oh, no fear that. t-shirts. Yeah. Doc Martens. Yeah. Well, yeah. I was... Pepe jeans. Mm. Like, those were the big things in the 90s, in the late 90s when I was in high school. Yeah. But I never... I will say I did own all of those things. Yeah. Probably <laughs> like, because I, don't follow I know, but I wasn't like it wasn't my. It didn't take over my life. I think I got a pair of of jeans for Christmas one year. You know, it's like. Well, I will say this: when you're in high school, that's one thing. Like, you, all you want to do is desperately fit in. You sure. know what I mean? That's totally different. But the Stanley Cup stuff, it's like, yeah, grown ass women. Grown up. It's yeah. like every nurse, well, some dudes, every but. nurse that I work with, I swear has one, and all the colors. And my sister got me one a couple – it's been a couple <laughs> Christmases ago before it was like this whole like, big does thing. Does have the handle and everything? Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. It's like purple and has the handle so and all that. So they've been around. They've been around for oh, a while, okay. but it wasn't like this crazy cult following yeah. that it has become. And I was like, I will never fucking carry that outside of this house. Well, does it stay on my nightstand with ice water in it? Yes. Do I think it works better than a Yeti cup? No. We are not sponsored by either of these people, no. by the way. Well, it's fine. I have a corksicle one that looks just like a Stanley Cup, but it's not a Stanley Cup. I got it before I knew they were right. I didn't know. No. But now it looks like. But what? What? Was, but I'm not cool because it's not Stanley. It's well, you corksicle. Know, like the, the turvis was a big thing too, where you could get like the different. Yeah, used to be very big sporting teams. I'm not gonna lie though. I think they're cute. I mean, it's but a, I'm not going to buy like a, a bunch of them. Do, but don't you remember, like your grandma had a had a Stanley thermos that my she dad kept had like one. black coffee in. Yeah, my dad did. Yeah, he took hunting. Oh, for sure. They've been <laughs> around forever. I wonder if my mom still has that somewhere. Girl, I'll be like, look a at me, setter. my cool my thermos. Hashtag old school. Hashtag din it up metal thermos. Uh, one of our friends got a Stanley. I know from their Instagram story today, and he listens to this podcast. So who is it? Oh, Lord. Well, another one of our friends has one, too, and we were laughing about it because I sent him. He said, not me being a basic white girl (laughs) and sent me a picture of his Christmas gift. And I was like, girl, no. Oh, man. You better not ever carry that. Who got it for him? I don't even know. It was quite funny. Yeah. Anyways, who knew? Who knew? Stanley Cups. Not the race. (laughs) (laughs) I didn't have a wacky this week. Have you? I mean, my voice has been was gone for seven days. My pipes burst. A oh drain gosh. pipe cracked. Had a huge hole in my ceiling. I still have the hole in the ceiling because we had dehumidifiers here from Roto Rooter for like I don't even know how long. 
<laughs> uh, my life is wacky, I guess. I still have a voice. I have a voice now. It's just not great. Now my baby has hiccups. Well, and that's you know, our cue. That's our cue. <laughs> Join us next week for more tales of wacky crimes and criminals to help you get through your week. Bye. Bye.